Welcome to Awakening Genius. This is a podcast and community dedicated to your inspiration and your elevation so that you can live fully creatively expressed. I'm your guide, Dijon. Thanks for being here. Stay tuned in to get lifted. Before we get started today, I wanted to invite y'all into something very special. If you resonate with this energy that we're expressing here, then this is something that you will probably enjoy. It's an opportunity to deepen with our community and expand your current network of creatives. We now have a program here at Awakening Genius that is designed to help you embody the infinite creative potential that you have. We all have equal amounts of creative possibility living within us, and it's our work to embody it and ground it so that we can consciously co-create a world together. Now, some of us don't identify with the label artist, but being an artist is not about whether you express yourself through a specific medium like painting or drawing. Being an artist is the level of presence you hold when you do anything. That's why an original painting is infinitely more valuable than a print because the artist actually interacted with that painting and infused it with their energy and consciousness. Art is an energetic transmission and it's not limited to the things we traditionally think of as art. When your grandmother cooks you a meal and infuses it with love, that is artistry in action. So inside of the Awakening Genius container, You learn how to cultivate high vibrational energy into the temple of your body through yogic practices. And then you will practice wielding that energy through creative exercises with community and play shops led by a diverse range of creatives. So you can express your artistry however you choose to. If that sounds intriguing to you and you wanna learn more and you wanna deepen with us, go visit www.awakeninggenius.club The link is also in the show notes, so you can access it there. We're looking forward to building with you, and now let's get into the episode. program and I saw her in the Facebook chat and she is a, how would you describe yourself? A dance leader, a dance alchemist? Sure. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've never heard that before, but I like that one. Yeah. What's your tagline? Let's dance alone period together. Dance alone, comma together. Yes. Yeah. Punctuation Uh, was never my strong suit. (laughs) (laughs) I, um, 
Yeah, I'm working on a tagline right now. If you go to my website, I don't know when this will be published. I just have like dance, etc. And then I'm like <laughs> working on what I'm going to actually call it. But um, yeah, Dance Alone Together is, it's the title of a free video series that I have up actually. And it, I feel like it really does encompass a lot of my work because it's about finding your own expression and freedom through dance and sharing that with people. Like it's still you and it's still your expression, but getting to do that in community and connect with other people, whether it's like us online or people in your local community, it can be really powerful to bring people together through dance. Mm. I know you do quite a bit of that locally as well, don't you? Yeah, I love to dance. Usually I do solo dancing and dancing on the beach, but I also have this event series called The Universe Chose Us, which is like some form of meditation, our, our grounding, and then like yoga, and then silent disco on the beach, which is really fun. Usually enhanced by like some CBD or cannabis edibles or something like that to help people get more in their bodies. But what I love so much about just when I saw her profile and her shares was social media and Instagram can be very like aspirational and when it, and what I mean by that is people are posting like their their best selves and their highest moments and their wins and there's no, there's not anything necessarily wrong with that because it's almost like a vision board and you're like becoming your highest self but uh, as we all know it starts to give people FOMO and make people think that other people's lives are way better than theirs and and just it fosters a sense of disconnection and what I love about Justice shares is that she's always humanizing herself and sharing her sense of humor and creating dance videos that are really creative using like props, like coffee cups to like dance behind and just like, it's fun and it's relatable and it's down to earth. And her classes teach people how to do the same and, and use dance as a form of connection with themselves. So maybe you could tell like how you got started doing this and like what your history with dance was and your journey. Sure. And thank you for that lovely introduction. I'm so glad that whatever my social media presence is giving off that vibe because that's absolutely the intention to bring a little more realness and down to earthness. Hmm. Uh, and I'm a Taurus, double Taurus, in case anybody's into astrology. So maybe that's why too. But um, Taurus sun, Taurus moon? Yeah. And your rising sign is? Pisces. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, well, my, how did I get started? I danced when I was younger. I got really serious into ballet as a teenager. Up until I was 19 years old, I was like, that was all I was doing. One track mind, ballerina, going to get into a ballet company. That's going to be that. I decided at age 19 to quit and to go to college instead. I called it like what did I call it, like real college or regular college, like to just leave dance, study psychology, because that's what a lot of people do and they don't know what they want to do with their lives, but they would like to help people in some way. So I went down that path. Long story short, years later, I became a women's holistic health coach, was doing that, loved it, was working with people finally, but there was also something missing. And I realized that I, when I quit ballet, I had also left the dancer in me behind and she no longer had an outlet. And it was really hard to get back into dance in New York City when it was, it had been like seven years since I had danced. And the last dose of dance I had was this very 
competitive, restrictive world. And the last thing I wanted to do was step inside any sort of dance class or any dance environment, to be honest. So for me, my path in was dancing on my own, dancing alone in my room mostly, and just starting to figure out like what, what was my expression? What was my dance voice, as I like to call it now? I feel like everyone has a dance voice. Like, what did I have to say through my body? What did my body want to move like? And, and I started to discover that little by little, and I found a lot of joy in making dance videos. And so I was making dance videos, and, and I started eventually, much later, like posting them online and sharing them with people. But long story short, that dancing alone and making dance videos led me to meet other people who wanted to join me in New York City and like dance together and do shows and all this stuff. And I, so I, thus You Can Dance Again was born, which is my company name. And uh, yeah, and I've been doing it ever since, both with communities here and also just with my own personal expression. I love that story. So what I was hearing was that you were inspired to dance at an early age in your teenage years and you got into ballet and I guess the, the form of ballet felt like restrictive and not fully like making dance fun the way you envisioned or imagined it. So you stepped away for many years thinking like, oh, I don't like to dance. But after connecting with community, you got nourished in that way, but also was feeling that you still really wanted to dance and express yourself in that way. And you started exploring like less rigid ways of expression, like in your room. And how long were you doing it just alone before you started sharing the videos online? That's a good question. Probably like a year or two. Oh, wow. Like that. I'll see, here's the thing. I started posting videos maybe six months in or something, but it was anonymous. I had an anonymous YouTube channel. <laughs> I didn't want anyone I knew to see what I was doing, but I, for, there was something in me, whatever you call it, the performer, the artist, who didn't want to just be this isolated bubble creating dance on her own. Like I wanted to share it with the world somehow. So I kept an anonymous YouTube channel for a while. And then eventually one day I decided to share it on Facebook and out myself as a dancer in a way, which was very scary to do, but mm -hmm. I did it. Yeah, I love hearing that you did it for a year or two before you shared it because I feel like a lot of times we see people and when I see just in general and especially in her videos, you have a very embodied presence and you radiate like uh, comfort with yourself. So people would maybe see you and be like, oh, I can't do that. She can do that because she's comfortable with herself, but I'm not that comfortable, so I can't do it. And what she just said was it took her time to develop the confidence to share what she was creating. So it's yeah. perfectly fine to start wherever you are. And I think the whole point of it is it's not about what you look like. It's about how it makes you feel. And you're moving towards expansion internally and freedom through the movement. Absolutely. And in the beginning of any creative process, I think that there's this, and I can't remember who, who said this originally. Maybe you can tell me if it sounds familiar, but someone, there's like a quote out there that's sort of like an analogy that talks about 
when you open a water faucet that's like you've been away for the weekend or for two weeks or all summer and you come back and you go to turn on the water and then it's all like brown gunky stuff comes out before like it starts flowing clear again. Mm -hmm. That's how the creative process works, especially if you've been like, you haven't been dancing for a while or writing or singing or painting or whatever it is your artistic medium is. And you decide to do it again, or even every, if you're doing it every day, like at the beginning of the process, it's usually going to feel awkward and it's going to feel like you're just producing crap for a while. And you probably are, but that's okay because that's actually part of the process. Like you got to let the gunk flow before like the clear stuff starts to come out. And yeah, when I look back at some of the first dance videos that I did, I'm like, (laughs) that was like so stupid. Like some of them, I was actually just looking back the very first video. There were a couple before that I decided to delete, which never delete anything, guys. If you ever have, you feel embarrassed, save it somewhere because it's going to come. I just some of them have like, it's like 2009 and I'm doing all that jazz in the living room of the apartment I was in at the time. And it's like a blurry video. I'm wearing some like superhero t-shirt. It's, I'm just doing all that jazz. Like, and that's it. And I posted it and I thought it was like so fun at the time. <laughs> like now, so you really, you never know where it's going to take you. I think it's important to just follow. Like if you're having the impulse to create and to express yourself, do it. And you don't have to share it with the world. Like do it for yourself for a while until, you know, let it evolve before you shut it down as being stupid or like, I suck and I shouldn't do this. Totally. I totally relate to the idea of inertia and like the hardest part in any thing is going from stopped to moving or moving to stopped. If you're stopped, it's easy to stay stopped. And if you've got the energy moving, it's easy to stay moving. And what I like to think about in the creative process is that judgment and creativity like can exist in the same space. Like they operate, like you're operating from different points inside of yourself if you're in a judgmental space versus a creative space. So judgment inhibits connection with where creativity comes from, which is like for me, a divine source or connection with someone else. And that's really all mindset, right? So don't judge yourself no matter what you're creating because really to me, art is just externalization of where your soul, mind, body is at that moment. So if you look at it that way, it's just, that's just where you were at that time. It's not good. It's not bad. That's what it was on June 2nd in 2009. And that's what makes the journey interesting. Because if you look at June 2nd, 2010, then June 2nd, 2011, you start to see transformation. And that feels good. Yeah. And I love that point about judgment. And for a couple of reasons, first of all, like judgment and creativity not coexisting. And I think the reason is because judgment puts us in our head in like our thinking analytical mind, that's going to right away, like it's, it takes us out of the body out of where we need to be in order for the creativity to really flow through us. Mm-hmm. But judgment isn't bad either. Because like you said, like later on, you can use it and you can look back and judge from a different perspective and be like, huh, oh yeah, look at that. Look at the progress. Like we, we can use our thinking mind productively. Totally. You can't do it in the moment that you're creating. You got to just create and let right. it out. And then right. later, like in the editing process or in yeah. the, I want to review what I've been doing for the last five years or whatever it is, the judgment can happen in a positive way sometimes. Totally. And I totally agree. And I just am very specific about 
the words I use when I talk about that process because as an artist, my creative process is very sensitive and I think it is for other people because you're really opening yourself to share something. So there's definitely an edit phase in the creative process, but it doesn't exist at the same time as the creation phase. You create and then you give it space and then you go back and edit. And even when I'm editing, I still am in the, it's like a creative editing. So like, for instance, if I make a song, I don't think like this is bad or good when I'm editing it. Like I'll put on my headphones and I'll smoke a joint and then I'll feel into it and feel into different options or different sounds and then choose the one that feels more alive. Or So I'm always choosing like the positive thing and just letting the, the thing that's like the lesser just fall away. Mm-hmm. That's just my personal process. Yeah, no, which I love. I think that's a huge part is let it all come out. And then later you can decide what you want to keep and develop and what you want to let go of or even save for later. But just to let it all come through first is really important. Yeah, it sounds like we're on the same page. And that's exciting because I feel that we are destined to co-create some dope stuff together creatively. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like the universe is, is backing that. If anyone's watching this, You see this flower of life right there, which has these colors and the colors that Jess is wearing to combine to make the universe. So let's let's talk about that, Jess. Would you be interested in coming to LA to inspire some people with some dance vibes? I love LA. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's been on my radar actually. And I love Instagram for many reasons. And one of the reasons is it's connecting me to people in a lot of different places. And I've been getting, I've been getting a bunch of messages and there seems to be some sort of LA, some San Diego too trend. So it's always good to get out of me. Wonderful. So let me ask you this question for my own knowledge and also so other people can learn how to connect with you in case they want to. So I told you that event series, the universe chose us. I would love to have you, come and facilitate like a dance workshop at one of those events and then what would you need to feel motivated and supported to do that in like a month from now what needs to happen that's a really good question i think first of all i don't know i guess we'd have to have another conversation (laughs) talk more about what it would look like and I would also, if I'm going out there, I would want to set up like a workshop of my own, most likely. I would just want to have all those logistics in place. So a month might be possible. It might need a little more time than that, but I'm sure we could talk about it another time and figure out the deets. That sounds great. Do you have any current programs people could participate in or offerings you want to share? I mentioned earlier the Dance Alone Together video series. That's a great way to get started. It's free. You can join online. It guides you through dancing alone in your room or wherever you are. And the intention with that is really just to like reignite that spark. You know, you mentioned like the, how it's so hard to go from like stopping to starting or starting to stopping. So I think for a lot of people with dance in particular, when you're in a zone where you haven't danced in a while, it's really hard to get started again. And so the idea is that I'm like, Hey, I'm here alone in my room too, talking to you on video. So there's something to do. And it just, it becomes a little bit easier to like make that space in your life 
for it. And then outside of that, I am, nothing's like fully revealed yet, but I'm working on some new programs for 2019, both to work with me in New York City, but also to work with me from anywhere and to have me coach you in creating a dance movement in whatever location you're in. Mm, That sounds wonderful. Great use of technology in the interwebs. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to ask just if you could name like some of the biggest transformations you experienced in your life as a result of starting to share yourself via these dance videos and create a community like this way, like what was just like before and what are you like now? Okay, that's a good question. So before the flashback memory that comes is me as a ballerina in my like teenage years and my hair is like back like this up in a bun and I am deathly shy and I don't talk to anyone in my class. I'm like, or maybe one person here and there, like I'm like so shy and I was, I grew up in New Jersey and I'm taking ballet classes in the city. So I was like, just very, very reserved, very like stiff, almost like robotic, like everything with my dancing had to be perfect. I was so concerned and I was so talk about the judgment at the same time. Like I was looking at myself in the mirror constantly trying to match that ideal that wasn't right for me anyway, but that's what I wanted at the time. So I was a very different version of me. And now, now I feel very self-expressed and while I'm still shy and I'll have like social anxiety pop up, I am, I'm much more comfortable in my own skin and I'm much more aware that everyone is terrified of something (laughs) and so many people are, are scared to connect. But once you open up that small little bit of, Hey, I like those earrings or like, Hey, like just on the subway and you start like talking with someone. I'm known now to when I take Uber pools or lift lines, I I always leave like having made like two new friends. I'm I'm that person who will just like start talking to you. And like, sometimes I'll get dance students that way because people will just be like, Oh yeah. So I love, yeah. Like I love connecting with people and I love expression now. And That feels like the biggest jump if I were to look at the past version of me, both in my dancing and just in my communication and who I am. Beautiful. So you like let go of perfectionism and we're more open just to be yourself and initiate connection. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty big transformation. Yeah. It feels like it. And I never intended for it to happen. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, I'm going to become less perfectionist. It was just, I don't know, growth. Yeah, I can relate. It's I am practicing releasing my perfectionism and really understanding that imperfection is what gives us the opportunity to love. Mm. You know, if something were perfect, you wouldn't have to have a choice to love it. Like you would love it because it was perfect. So it's if the glass is half empty or half full, or if someone has an imperfection, can you love them anyways? Can you love them despite their um, imperfection or maybe love them because of their imperfection? It's like without that vulnerability, what are we doing here? If you weren't vulnerable and you were perfect, you wouldn't need anyone or anyone else. So there'd be no reason to connect. Yeah, it's true. It's true. 
anything that helped you to get through that or get over your perfectionism? I had a very intense relationship that shattered my ego structures in, in like multiple ways. And I think the perfectionism was part of that shattering. That was the most painful experience I've ever had, but it helped me break through certain egoic structures that were formed to protect like childhood trauma. And then when I got through to those, then I was able to go in and heal the childhood trauma so that I can be present and fully expressed without having flash traumatic reactions when I get triggered. I can just have the experience in the present moment and communicate it and express it to the people I'm having it with and then keep moving on with my life. Yeah, that's really powerful. Yeah, yeah. there's nothing like relationships to just bring out all the, <laughs> the past stuff and the childhood trauma. And I've had my share of that as well over the years. Yeah, that's what they're for. I think reorienting to recognize relationships as vehicles for growth yeah. can help you like lean into the challenging moments and use the reflection in front of you to see where you're at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Jess, I feel like maybe you need to start your own podcast now. <laughs> I've had ideas for starting my own podcast. We'll see. All right, we'll see. Maybe you'll be seeing a podcast from Jess Grippo in 2019. Who knows? Anything uh -huh. is possible. Anything when is possible. Anything is possible. When I release my book, which I should mention too, which will be released in 2019, it's called Dance With This Book. And I was thinking of doing some sort of podcasting in conjunction. Not totally sure yet. We'll see. I would love to support you with that. Cool. Thanks. All right. Thank you so much for coming on Awakening Genius today and sharing, how yeah. should we title it? How to Dance your, Yourself Free? What do you think of that? I like it. Okay. That's what we'll call this, How to Dance Yourself Free. Awesome. All, All right. right. Th thanks for being here, Jess. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Awakening Genius and that you feel closer to embodying your full creative expression. If you like what we're doing here, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Connect with us on social media at Awakening Genius. And if you want to go deeper into anything we talked about on this episode, you can go to awakeninggenius.club. This is Dijon. Much love. Peace.